Welcome to Military Network Radio, where we'll bring dynamic interviews and fresh information about topics affecting your quality of life at each stage of your military service. Join us each week for information of value that improves your outlook, actions, and encourages each member of the family. Serving the military, their families, and those who care about them. Everyone serves, and together we make a difference. And now, here's your host, Linda Crater. Good morning. We are so very glad that you've joined us today. Les Davis is with me as well, and we are going to be talking to a fantastic organization today who is working today to develop character in future generations. And we will be talking with the Travis Mannion Foundation, talking about service and character and empowerment and community engagement, a lot of really important, huge topics, and they are embodied in this organization. So as we listen along, if you'd like to follow with a website, if you're near a computer, you can go to Travis Mannion, M-A-N-I-O-N dot org. And we were going to keep these words in mind. If not me, then who? So Les and I would like to welcome to our show, Amy Looney, Dan Meddy, and Jim O'Farrell. Welcome to all of you. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning. Most- Good morning. Is Jim there as well? Jim's here too. Good morning. Good morning, Jim. So let's start with your backstory. I, I pretty much gave you a, um, the mantra that you follow to go with, and I think your backstory is so very important. How did this begin? What are your roles, and why is it so important that our group knows about you. Yeah. Um, Linda, uh, this is Amy Looney. I am the vice president of the Travis Mannion Foundation. Mm-hmm. And um, you really painted a nice picture for um, the mantra that we embody and, you know, really discussing that Travis Mannion Foundation, we're a character organization. We leverage the strengths and passions of our military community to really instill those values of character into our next generation. The Travis Mannion Foundation um, has been around for 10 years, but just to paint a little bit of a better picture of how we got started, you know, on uh, April 29th of 2007, we lost First Lieutenant Travis Mannion. He, he was serving in the Marine Corps in Iraq, and he was killed by an enemy sniper. And I'm sure as many of you can imagine, um, his family was absolutely devastated. Um, they wanted to ensure that even though Travis was no no longer physically with us, that he, Linda, are you still there? I am. Okay. Sorry, we thought we lost you. That they wanted to ensure that even though he was no longer physically present with us, they wanted to ensure that what Travis stood for, his his ability to want to continue selflessly serving, um, his leadership, the character, the values that he lived and stood by, not only from as an adult, but also as early as of as a young child. They wanted to ensure that those values would then be carried on. You know, right before Travis left for this second and final deployment, um, where he gave his life in service to his country, he spoke five words, if not me, then who? And the idea behind everything that we do is embodying that mantra into each and every day of our life. Learning to be big in the little things will help you when you have to go and make big decisions. And if you don't step up, then who else will? So this was in 2007 when the foundation started, very much at a grassroots level. 
Fast forward about three years later is where you'll see my story come into play in this picture. Um, on September 21st of 2010, um, my late husband, Brendan Looney, was serving on SEAL, on SEAL Team 3 and was killed in a helicopter crash in Afghanistan. So again, for me, this was absolutely life-changing. And I really had a tough time figuring out, you know, what is my purpose now after going Amy, through such a significant loss? That yes. is a significant loss. Unfortunately, we're heading to a break, and we will let you continue right after. Thanks so much. And we'll be right back after these short messages. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Many of us look forward to the holidays all year long. It is such a magnificent opportunity to get together with family and friends and decorate and give gifts and eat the most delicious food. But numerous people dread the holidays. As far as their weight, health, and exercise are concerned, they know they'll have so much temptation and chances to derail their healthy lifestyle. Many just resolve themselves into thinking that gaining weight over the holidays is a fact and there is no way to avoid it. But it doesn't have to be that way. I want you to embrace the holidays. Have a plan before you go to any dinner, party, or event and decide what you're going to eat and stick with it. Yes, there will be temptation, but you can overcome it. Stay with the plan and reap the benefits. You can contact us at fitnessminute at annettehammond.com. It's words you never heard. Got a lead foot? According to state troopers, here's what not to do when you get pulled over. Don't be a lachrymist and start crying right away. It doesn't help. But if you're under 20, crying won't be held against you. Don't ask for a break. Don't yell or start any argy-bargy. And one trooper said, if they're going to flirt with me to get out of a ticket, it would probably insult my intelligence. But unfortunately, I don't get hit on all that often. So flirting or being a gill flirt won't work. Did you know that 15% of all drivers get 76% of all traffic tickets? And the odds of winning if you challenge a traffic ticket in court are 1 in 3. So what should you do when you get pulled over for speeding? Be courteous to the officer and most of all, be honest. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Military Network Radio. Serving the military, their families, and those who care about them. Together, we make a difference. Welcome back. We are talking to Travis Mannion Foundation today. And Amy, I'm so sorry I had to cut you off right for the break. But those are hard breaks, and we really have no control over those. Let's talk a little bit more about the strength that you all showed when you began the foundation to embody, if not me, then who? It's It gives goosebumps, quite frankly. And as you went to put together programs, how did you know where to begin? And, and Les, did you have a specific question you wanted to ask about that? Uh, I, I just, you know, again, sorry for your loss, but your strength is very... Uh, inspirational, uh, you know, being involved in this. Um, I would just like to continue where you left off and hear more about it, about Brendan. Yeah, absolutely. So after Brendan was killed, you know, I really 
had to dig deep and figure out, you know, there has to be something, some sort of resources, something out there that really makes me feel as if I'm a part of something again. You know, I was a military spouse that was suddenly and abruptly disconnected from my spouse community and the rest of the military community. So when the foundation started and, you know, tackling Travis's loss three years before Brennan's loss, it really became about, you know, empowering not only just myself, um, Travis's sister, Ryan Mannion, who's our president of the organization, but everyone out in America to really understand that Brendan and Travis, they represent this generation of men and women that stepped up to self-reflect. They volunteered, and we wanted people to understand that we wanted to utilize them as an example to really understand what selfless service looks like, um, what Brendan and Travis stood for, what Travis's mantra, if not me, then who, and how that could be connected back with inspiring our next generation, but on the same account, giving meaning and purpose to our military community by helping lead that effort. Wow, that's incredible, truly. Mm-hmm. Um, who or what group or specific groups are you, <clears throat> excuse me, are you, are you supporting? Well, we're specifically supporting, um, our programs are for veterans and families of fallen service members. And the idea is, is we're training them and we're bringing them through some of our different workshops and initiatives that we'll share more about in a little bit. But we're having them lead our next generation by inspiring them through Travis's mantra, if not me, then who? So it's really about connecting. You know, I talked a lot about missing that, that those relationships and feeling that loss of connection with feeling like I have a purpose or meaning again. But it's about giving our service members and our families of the fallen meaning, purpose, and be, giving them the ability to leverage their strengths and passions to make an impact on our next generation so that they can go out into their communities and feel that sense of purpose, feel those relationships, but really allow that next generation to have the leadership from our military community to inspire them to go out and do good work here at home. Well, you talk about a, a generation that needs mentorship, leadership, mm-hmm. and you know, a foundation that does that, like yours, you know, would really help out that next generation. I was wondering, is, is, your, is your group specifically for the post 9-11 generation or can all generations of veterans contact your group? All generations of the of military veterans can be connected with the work that we do. Um, we do typically work with a lot of post 9-11, but it really is open to every generation. Wow, that's really wonderful. Um, what are the top three services associated with your foundation? Yeah, good morning, Les. This is Dan. I'm the uh, program manager for the Mid-Atlantic region. Um, be- before I go into those, one thing I, I really wanted to bring home for everybody um, that incorporates our mission, which is empowering veterans and families of fallen heroes to develop character in future generations, is that each one of, whether we're touching the veterans, whether we're touching the survivors, uh, the young adults, or the community at large, what we're about is, is helping people to th- thrive and flourish, mm-hmm. um, ensuring that people have meaning and increase meaning in relationships and engagement, basically leveraging their strengths to go out and make a difference in their communities. Um, if I could just go back to your other question for a moment. Um, I'm a Marine veteran from the Gulf War, um, and it was just by chance that two and a half years ago I heard the If Not Me, Then Who message. And I saw a Character Does Matter presentation, which is really the cornerstone project that we have, I think, how we distinguish ourselves in the space. 
And it was something that really gave me some purpose to go back out there after I'd taken off the Marine uniform. And I was looking for that way to go out and inspire young adults. And as you talk about, we have many young adults today that, that may or may not have role models, um, in particular, as we make our big push into Baltimore. Um, so we have one solution for, for two problems. So that Character Does Matter program is in basically in two parts. And what we do, my primary function is to recruit and train what we call our ambassadors or volunteers, uh, those veterans and Gold Star family members, to go out there and deliver our Character Does Matter programming to the 12 to 20-year-old age groups, whether it's in schools or sports teams, church groups, any type of civic group. Um, and it's in two parts. So it's uh, we have a presentation, and all of our programming is free for any school or program that wants to take advantage of our programming, um, where we go out and we talk to the students about why it's important to live a life of good character. Um, each veteran or Gold Star family that does that has their own pillar examples, and we focus primarily on four pillars of character, being moral courage, integrity, leadership, and service. And each one of the presentations incorporates a fallen hero where we're trying to inspire those young adults not only to just hear that message of if not me, then who, but actually to go out and live that, whether that be by a service project, whether it's doing something around their schools or communities. Um, The other part of the Character Does Matter programming is what we call the Character and Leadership course. And that runs in a couple different, some versions, sometimes it's a one-day version, sometimes it's an extended version, where it's we have a group of veterans that will go out there and work with the young adults, do experiential learning, these fun games that all have a serious purpose and learning point about teaching the young adults about leadership and character. So again, I, I think, and I, you know, I'd like to let Jim talk a little bit too, because he's one of our veterans, um, a Navy veteran who is our ambassador, and he's been highly involved with this program. Um, and maybe he can just touch on a little bit more, you know, what he's getting out of that. Good morning. This is Jim O'Farrell. As Dan mentioned, I'm a Navy veteran. I went to the Naval Academy, grew up in Annapolis, went to the Naval Academy, and my roommate at the Naval Academy was a guy named John Tyner. Uh, John was in SEAL Team 6, and uh, unfortunately, during a halo, high-altitude, low-opening parachute jump, he had a seizure, and what he survived the parachute jump, believe it or not, uh, coming down from 30,000 feet on, you know, with oxygen and everything, uh, he managed to pull his ripcord with the side of his body that wasn't having the seizure. But when he got on the ground, um, they took him to a hospital and he was diagnosed with a brain tumor and he passed away in 2009. And for a couple of years there, I was really struggling, uh, to look for a, a group that I could get connected with, um, that would allow me to honor John's, uh, sacrifice, you know, that the life that he lived. He was the friend that every guy and gal for that for that matter wanted to have, wanted to know, wanted to be with. And um, uh, when he passed away, it was really devastating for me. So a couple of years later, um, I come across the Travis Mannion Foundation and initially got involved actually in the Character Does Matter program, going to the training, had done a couple of the, the presentations talking about moral courage, integrity, leadership, and service. And then I asked the, uh, you know, dovetailing to another program that the Travis Mannion Foundation has, they, they do about 55 9-11 heroes runs across the country each year where they provide support, uh, they provide the T-shirts, they do the registration platform, and I said, why can we do one of these in our little community of Alexandria, Virginia? And Travis Manning Foundation said, sure, why not? Um, and if you get 150 people to show up your first year, we consider that a success. 
So in our first year in 2015, we had uh, 1,500 people show up for our first oh. 9/11 year run. So wow. and 1,500. 1,500 people showed up. Uh, we raised a bunch of money for the Travis Manning Foundation. We also chose the Fisher House Foundation and um, uh, another non another uh, veteran service organization as beneficiaries of that. An organization called Armed Services Arts Partnership ASAP. And that's one of the things as a volunteer that I truly love about the Travis Manning Foundation is that there's never any, um, it's all about me. It's all about TMF. It's all about Travis Manning. It's about um, sharing the, the, the goodness that we want to do as military veterans with other veteran service organizations too. And then, so secondly, that's the 9-11 Heroes Run. And then secondly, they, they have a program called Operation Legacy, and they do a week of service in November around Veterans Day week and again in April and uh, we've done several of those now in Alexandria. And, you know, the ones that I've been involved in the past, you get, if you get 50 or 60 people to show up, um, it's considered a success. And at our most recent one in Alexandria, we had over 300 people show up to do a service project at West Potomac High School, a public high school in Fairfax County, which has a, a, pop, a very diverse population where 75 languages are spoken at home every night and 54 countries are represented. So we, we're really trying to uh, inspire that next generation of kids to get out in their communities and do service projects because we believe that that builds character. And as, you know, veterans, as Amy was reminding me right before we got on the call, you know, I was one of those 55% that the studies have shown of veterans who, when they leave the military, they feel disconnected. We, you know, we have such a bond in the military and then you get out and you're just, you're, you go in the private sector and you quickly realize it's a whole different world. And so having that, being able to reunite with your veteran friends, uh, make new friends that are veterans, um, and then inspire these kids. And it's always the case. It's kind of a cliche, I guess, but you get back so much more than you put into it. You know, I, I'm very moved by the way you described all of that because uh, Amy led you in with selfless service and all three of you are talking about an issue that doesn't arise very often. Character is something that seems to be slipping by the wayside and I, for one, am very grateful that character is what you're centering your entire purpose about. Talk about the help to the veterans who you are empowering to do this work. We have about a minute left before our break. Okay. Um, what is, I think, what the piggyback on what Jim has been saying, that it, I think it's for veterans who, who leave that service and they're, they're looking for that camaraderie again that they had, that sense of purpose. They're part of something that was bigger than themselves when they were in the military. Travis Manion Foundation is a, is a vehicle to allow them to continue that, uh, to go out there and feel that they are part of this growing movement, that we're all over the country. Um, we're impacting. We've impacted over 200,000 young adults since we since the 10 years that we've that we've been around. Um, and it's they're able to engage their strengths. They're using all these. We see veterans as civic assets that they have. They've learned so many good leadership and character lessons throughout their time in the military. And this is a tremendous vehicle for them to be able to go out and and show that to the next generation and show them today why it's important to build that character muscle memory when you're 12 or 14 years old and how it's going to help you for the rest of your adult life. Perfect, Dan. Right up to the break. We'll be right back. We're Military Network Radio, and we'll be right back after these short messages. It's the...
The Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Salt is in nearly everything we eat, and many times it makes food taste so delicious. Even though the 2010 Dietary Guidelines for Americans recommends limiting sodium to less than 2,300 milligrams a day, Men's Health Magazine states that the average American takes in about 3,300 milligrams of sodium every single day. Your body needs some sodium to function properly because it helps transmit nerve impulses. It influences the contraction and relaxation of muscles, and it helps maintain the right balance of fluids in your body. But most of us are getting far more sodium than is recommended. Check out the sodium content in the foods you are eating and limit soy sauce, Parmesan cheese, bacon, smoked salmon, ramen noodles, and salami. It's time to kick the habit of too much sodium. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Know that the breakup of a close friend's marriage can increase the chances of your own marriage breaking up by 75%. Apparently, divorce is contagious. A study on marriage and divorce spanning 32 years has now been titled, Breaking Up is Hard to Do Unless Everyone Else is Doing It Too. The Harvard University study found that divorce is like a virus, weakening the marriage is closest to it. What's the word for an unhappy marriage? Agamosis. If your sibling is divorced, you're 22% more likely to get divorced. And if most of your co-workers are divorced, you're 55% more likely to end your own marriage. Personally, I'm more of a coothery-oothery kind of person. That's someone who enjoys the closeness of marriage. In fact, if it weren't for marriage, my husband would go through life thinking he had no faults at all. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Military Network Radio. Serving the military, their families, and those who care about them. Together, we make a difference. Welcome back. We're continuing our discussion with the Travis Mannion Foundation with Vice President Amy Looney, Program Manager for the Atlantic Region, Dan Meddy, and Ambassador Jim O'Farrell. You know, you mentioned two words that are, are very close in mind to me because I think they're part of a a fully rich lived life and that is helping veterans to thrive and flourish and that is such a critical mindset and perspective to have in terms of getting back on your feet finding the camaraderie and the teamwork that you used to have and I know you have more details to talk about these programs but talk about the thrive and flourish I I'll direct that to Dan okay um that, that's fine. Thank you very much. It's uh, good to be back, Linda. So what we, to, to reiterate, all of our programming, whether, again, we're touching on veterans, survivors, the, the young adults, or the community at large, is we're about trying to create purpose-driven ind- individuals who are going to thrive in communities that are built in character. And a lot of our programming curriculum is based on positive psychology, uh, mm-hmm. particularly with three aspects of that in terms of MRE, so there's a great acronym everybody in the military can remember, MRE. <laughs> right? We'll never get away from those MREs. So it's, mm. And what that really is, meaning, relationships, and engagement. Um, so we have meaning, again, where we're part of something that's bigger than ourselves. We have that camaraderie, like Jim talked about, being with other veterans again. After he took off the uniform, now he's with other veterans again, helping to positively impact young adults. And then the engagement aspect, which really touches on everything that we do, because – what that, I think, really boils down to is that we're 
helping people leverage their strengths and passions to make an impact in their communities. Mm -hmm. So one way that we're doing that with our veteran transition workshops, uh, which we run on a quarterly basis, um, they're always free for our veterans, any of them that want to, and when I say veterans, they could be out for two years, they could be uh, a year or two within, they're going to separate from the military, um, or they're getting out at this particular moment in time. So what we're doing is we uh, have a leading with your strengths seminar. So what we're trying to do is have the veterans before they even do the acquisition part of trying to find employment after they leave the military is to consider what their own strengths and passions are. Um, I don't want veterans to make the same mistake I did when I left the Marine Corps almost 24 years ago. I had plan A of what I was going to do, my career occupation, and all of a sudden there was a hiring freeze and I was stuck. Um, and I had to take a job for a year until I was able to break into the field that I really wanted to be in. And as I look back, I hadn't really considered what my strengths and passions were. Um, so we think that first piece of the puzzle is so important. So we bring in the veterans and we have a, um, an assessment that they take to identify their top three to five strengths and help them hone in on maybe this is something you can look at to do for the rest of your life. Um, the other part that we do is we bring in career education forum speakers like Jim, who's here, veterans who are working in different occupations to talk about how what they learned in the military is helping them in their current civilian careers. Um, another part of that we do is we have a network aspect to that veteran transition workshop. So they're able to engage with um, other VSOs because at Travis Mannion Foundation, we want to work, we know that we're stronger when we're working with all the other VSOs that are in the space. Mm -hmm. um, so I would love for one day somebody to wear a TMF shirt and then the next week to go out and do something which say the mission continues or something, which we have worked together to make an impact in, in Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing we're, we're doing in terms of strengths and em empowering people are we have our survivor program, um, which and I, I wouldn't mind turning it over to Amy at this point, because this is actually how she began with TMF and because she is a Gold Star family member. Yeah, so our expeditions, um, you know, they they fall in two different facets, and one is really we're taking a group of about 15 to 20 surviving family members, and we're taking them into different locations all across the U.S. Um, typically, they can go anywhere from about three days up until one week, and the idea behind this is being able to honor our loved ones that we've lost and carry on that legacy of service in other communities. Um, I think we all can look across the U.S. and see that there are many communities here at home that are very much in need. And for surviving family members, it brings them, you know, Dan talked about the MRE acronym, but you can hit on each of those different areas by going out and providing service into other communities that will help not only benefit that community by the work that's being done, but it also in turn benefits the surviving family members. You know, they're able to leverage their strengths and passions to go out and make a difference in that community. They're able to find meaning again after loss through being, through being able to serve um, right here at home in their own backyard. And again, the other part of that is that camaraderie. You know, I talked earlier about um, coming out of that world of being a military spouse and then losing my husband. I didn't really know where I fit in. So when you bring these groups of surviving family members together, it helps build those build that camaraderie and build those relationships that often tend to lack after you lose a loved one. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these individuals are then going on and going out to be a part of leadership expeditions where they're going out and talking about some of the different values of what character looks like. 
you know, utilizing their, the things that they've gotten through their obstacles with, grit, strength, resiliency, and really inspiring young adults and community members to really embody that mantra that we live by at the foundation, you know, those five words that Travis spoke, if not me, then who? So, and this is Jim, I just want to tell two quick stories uh, related to this to make it real for you all from a veterans and a volunteer's perspective. First of all, the, the year we did our first 9-11 Heroes Run, Amy honored us by coming to our 9-11 Heroes Run. And at the very end of the day, she was one of the last people to leave. And she and I were sweeping the cafeteria floor of the middle school where we have this run and we serve a pancake breakfast at the end of the run. And, and I was talking to her and I literally started crying talking about my, my Naval Academy roommate, John Kiner. And Amy looks at me and she goes, well, Jim, you know you're a survivor. And I go, no, I'm not. I didn't even serve in combat. How can I be a survivor? Well, John was your brother. He, he passed away. And it, like, it, it broke me down to the most barest, you know, like the biggest breakthrough I'd had in five years since John had passed away. I mean, it was absolutely like a ton of bricks had fallen on me that, that it was true, that I actually was a survivor and that I was carrying around all this, you know, some everything from guilt to why, me, why him and not me, all that stuff. And so, you know, I want to mention that, that if that was a case where a family of the member, a Gold Star family member is connecting with a veteran and, and teaching me about myself, you know, and about the, you know, uh, feel your feelings, in other words. And then secondly, I want to tell a more, a really positive story about something that happened this year. Um, each year, the Travis Manning Foundation um, honors a high school senior by doing a college scholarship for them. And uh, they asked me, Jim, would you nominate somebody? And these are, and they get nominations from their chapters and or, uh, groups around the country, from San Diego and Chicago and Houston. And here I was in Alexandria, and you know the D.C. area. And so I nominated a young man named Diego Pinzon, who um, is going to graduate from West Potomac High School. And Diego came from Columbia in 2014 and didn't speak a word of English. And when we did our first character does matter presentation. Um, he, we showed up in the classroom and the, t the teacher said, oh, I forgot to mention um, only about half to two thirds of the kids, uh, actually half to two thirds of the kids don't speak any English. They only speak Spanish. Mm. And Jim O'Farrell, Jim O'Farrell is not a Spanish speaker. And he goes, <laughs> but don't worry. <laughs> he, he, the teacher says, don't worry, Jim, I got you covered. I have this young man, Diego Finzone, and he's going to translate everything you say and, and he'll stand up there in front of the class with you. And so he did an amazing job. And then we had an Operation Legacy project and he came out and he led a group of kids working at the project, at the service project. And he did another one. And, he, and he's, we find out that he's uh, mentoring kids at the local uh, elementary school in soccer. And so then I start to get the story and Dan and I start to pull the thread on this. And he, he quit the varsity soccer team so he could work full time uh, six days a week after school from uh, 3 p.m. to 10 p.m., six days a week to pay, help his parents pay the rent on, the, on where they live. And so uh, we nominated him and he won the scholarship this year. And he had to give a speech in Philadelphia at the um, annual Travis Manning Gala. And the Travis Manning Foundation rented him a tuxedo and they rented his stepdad a tuxedo, and they bought his mom a dress. Now, if, you know, to talk about a life-changing event. So for me personally, and what it has given me in terms of what, how it's helping me thrive as a veteran and as a member of our community to make our community better, is that I have adopted uh, Diego as the kid that he is going to be a success in his life. 
So. And Linda, the only other thing I wanted to add in regards to, you know, talking about the expeditions and why we're doing them and how they tie, in, tie into this narrative about having thriving and flourishing is the fact that those expeditions are also available. So where I talked about it from the survivor component, you could, we also are bringing groups of veterans together to also experience that engagement, build those um, relationships, and also find meaning through service as well. So I, no, very I, I well. One else I want to uh, add to what Jim, I'd like to add to what Amy and Jim were just saying too. You know, I, I always go out and I, I talk about our, our numbers a lot about the impact that we're making. You know, I, as I mentioned earlier, we've reached 200,000 young adults in the 10 years that we've been uh, as a foundation. We've had 60,000 veterans and survivors that have been empowered by our programming. But I, I think you just heard like what the living impact is. Mm -hmm. um, Diego spoke at our gala last week in Philadelphia, and he's talked about how, you know, this has raised his awareness for all the good things that veterans have, have to offer young adults. Um, you know, coming from Columbia, he may not have had that in the past, where he's seeing the veterans and he's actually said, this has helped me to face challenges in life. And they're great examples, examples of Travis and Brendan are helping him to face challenges in life and to pick himself up. We, we talk a lot about character strengths. Um, one that we often mention with the young adults is resiliency and helping them to realize how they can pick themselves up maybe after they've gotten knocked down in life. So I think it's wonderful that we see these, these living examples, these young adults who we have a Jada and Josh, uh, Waldorf, Maryland high school students uh, trying to go to the Naval Academy, and they've started a TMF leadership club because they heard the if not me, then who message, um, and they wanted to do something to impact their communities. Wow, that's pretty. That's pretty inspiring. As as your word gets out, and you're inspiring these young kids just to do things on their own. So I, I think that's fantastic. I also want to say I want to thank you guys for doing the transition workshops. Linda knows how important that is mm -hmm. to to what I've been doing. You know, for the last decade, trying to help um, transitioning service members either find school or find work. So I cannot tell you how much that's needed around the country. So thank you for that. And Jim. What you were saying, excuse me, about the survivor and brotherhood, there are so many of us that that feel that, but we, it was kind of confusing because we may not have been there, but yet we feel guilty. So I, I thank yeah. you for bringing that up. We have to go on a break. I'm so very sorry. We will be back after these short messages and continue our discussion with the Travis Mannion Foundation. We'll be right back. We're Military Network Radio, and we'll be right back after these short messages. Are you looking for something more in your life or business? More success? More stability? More happiness? It's all out there waiting for you, but it doesn't just happen. You've got to go get it. Make it happen with Michelle McCullough, where motivation and strategy intersect. Michelle is a serial entrepreneur, acclaimed speaker, and the WooHoo Radio Network's resident business and success strategist. Michelle has the smarts, strategies, and experience to help you improve your life and take your business to the next level. You've got big dreams. You've got big vision. Now it's time for you to make it happen. It's merging everywhere. Which U.S. state would you guess has the fastest talkers? 
Recent research by analytics company MarchX revealed that the nation's fastest talkers come from Oregon, Minnesota, Massachusetts, Kansas, and Iowa. What about New York, you ask? New York ranked near the bottom at 38, but New Yorkers do use more words. A New Yorker will use 62% more words than someone from Iowa who have the same basic conversation. What's another word for fast-talking? Tachylalia. America's slow-spoken or tardiloquent talkers were from North Carolina, Alabama, South Carolina, Louisiana, and Mississippi. What's a word for someone who likes to say the same thing over and over? A batologist. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Military Network Radio, serving the military, their families, and those who care about them. Together, we make a difference. Welcome back, and we were talking on the break. And Les, you have a question? Yeah, we were talking about the, you know, the, the workshops and then the Survivor and Brotherhood. Um, I would like to know how, if, if there's somebody listening right now, how could they get involved in TMF? Certainly. Um, the easiest way to do it is to go to our national website. It's www.travismanion.org. They would hit join the mission, um, and it lists out all of our different programs, including the Veteran Transition Workshops, the Character Does Matter Programming, our Op Legacy, and 9-11 Heroes Runs. Um, specifically for this region, um, for those who are on Facebook, is the single best way to follow what we're doing in this particular region. It's called TMF Mid-Atlantic Spartans. Um, we post almost on a daily basis about all of our events. For example, we have another one of our free veteran transition workshops coming up on Saturday, January 13th. And we also have a Character Does Matter training programming coming up on January 24th in Baltimore. This is going to be the first time that we've actually hosted a training in Baltimore um, because we're really – working on making a big impact in Baltimore City. So, again, they can go to the national website and hit join the mission. They can sign up for our newsletter. They'll get updates on what we're doing, not only regionally, uh, but also around the nation because we are in eight different cities around the country today. And I, I would like to stress, too, um, we are a membership organization in the sense that we are an organization that's led by our veterans and survivors. To go back earlier, you were saying, you know, this is, we're going out and getting these young adults inspired. This is what our veterans and survivors, this is how they're thriving. Because you're getting these young adults like Diego, like Jada and Josh to get involved and to realize that they don't have to wait till they're, till they're older. They can make a difference in their communities today. You know, whether they're 12 years old, 14 years old, or it's all about, they're not going to wake up one day at 50 and have a sense of character. They have to start building that character muscle today. Um, and that's why it's so important. They need to hear these lessons. Um, and that's why we we push these character strengths, helping these young adults realize what their strengths are um, and maybe what some of their lesser strengths are that they may need to develop in time. So, as Amy said, one day they can be big in the big things because they've been big in the little things when they were younger. Which is critically important. I'm just curious, what has the community engagement and response been to these workshops? I think it's it's been very it's been overwhelming. It's we're also incorporating in, uh, for example, yesterday at Fort Belvoir, we did our leading with your strengths as part of a bigger veteran transition workshop. Uh, we're collaborating with many different 
veteran service organizations in the region. Um, for example, we just did our first Operation Legacy Service Project this on Veterans Day in Washington, D.C., where we worked with several different organizations, national organizations, and also D.C.-based organizations to make an impact right here in Washington, D.C. Uh, Linda, where I just wanted to add. Oh, go ahead, Amy. Go ahead, Amy. I just wanted to go ahead and add one additional note. You know, we've talked a lot about. I know, Les, earlier you asked. You know, who who is the population that we're serving? And we've talked a lot about um, our military community really being roped around the veterans and the families of the fallen that we are serving. You know, while our Character Does Matter program is being led by those two groups, I also wanted to note, you know, as a membership organization, we have multiple areas of opportunity for involvement for anybody, whether you served in the military or not. You know, we've talked about veterans to young adults, but just your inspired civilians. I mean, we have some incredible ones that are involved in our organization. You know, we've talked about Operation Legacy, the 9-11 Heroes Runs. Um, you know, Dan mentioned that we are in, we have a national footprint, but in areas that we don't have a presence in, you know, we have the ability to have chapter leads in those areas. And a lot of those efforts are led by some of the most incredibly inspired civilians that have no connection to the military, but they are very motivated by the mantra of if not me, then who, and how they can put that into each and every day of their lives, but also into their own community. You know, as you mentioned that about inspiring Sedans and inspiring young people. Where do you see the Travis Mount, Travis Minion Foundation going in the future? Then, you know, I really see that this mantra of "if not me, then who" is something that translates to any generation. And I think we've really nailed down what our services do, how they impact not only our military community, our civilians, and our young adults, but I really see us digging into, you know. What does that look like? And how do we build on some of these workshops and programs and continue to build that impact and making sure that we have, you know, when we're defining character, what does it look like through, you know, everyone has their own interpret interpretation of character, but we really want to make sure that the programs and the curriculum that we're, that we're carrying out are really impactful and they're really resonating. So we want to continue to build out what we've already done, but just dig a little bit deeper and ensuring that the quality of our programs are making an impact. You know, Amy, you, Jim. I said, go ahead, Jim. Okay. I just wanted to add one of the ways that I see them growing as well as a volunteer, because I, I don't swim and live and sleep and breathe in it every single day, but as an observer from the outside, as a volunteer who's highly engaged, one of the things I see is, is as we've done these Character Does Matter pro, uh, presentations in our local community, uh, we see kids that are high school seniors, and they'll come up to us at the end of this, the presentations, and this has happened at least five times. And they said, hey, I'm going off to UVA this, this fall, um, and I want to start a, a program in my school for If Not Me, Then Who? Can you give me your contact information? And, and I say, absolutely, you can give, and can, I'll give it to you, and I'll get you in touch with the Travis Manning Foundation. And they, you know, it seems like nine times out of 10, there's already some group at, of grownups in TMF that are in that place. I had a young lady from, who was going off to University of Minnesota, and she had the same thing. Can I, can I do something for you guys there at my college? So one of the areas that I see growth in is at the college level because it's, it's just it's so relevant in our society at every age, as Amy and, and Dan were saying. And I just wanted yeah. to add one other small quick note was that, you know, when we talk about, you know, 
getting community engagement and a lot of the efforts that we're leading at the foundation, um, connecting our military community in their communities here at home. You know, it would be really great to see as, you know, as we continue to carry on, I think no matter how you look at it, our communities need leaders. And I think for the men and women and the rest of the population that just has not had a connection to the military, for them to understand the values and the attributes that they bring as assets right here at home is something that I really hope continues to grow with the work that we're doing to set to show that general awareness to the rest of the population who might have a different interpretation of what service looks like, but knowing that they can serve whether they wear a uniform or not. Right. Now, I, as, as someone who has a, a college-age daughter, you can I can tell you going to the college campuses, there are a lot of young people who need to be inspired on those college campuses. So that, to me, went inspiring and telling kids they need, or kids asking you if they could do something on their future college uh, campuses is incredible to me. And these kids are that that's tremendous leadership growth from those young people. Yeah. And and I just want to share one more story, and if it doesn't make it in, that's okay too. But I, I, I feel so passionately about this, as you can tell. Um one of the one of the character does matter presentations, and we haven't mentioned the first responder community today, but they've been very active in our local community and in getting involved with the Travis Manning Foundation. A bunch of them are for are you know former military, either retired or they did their service and they got out and they joined the police department and the fire department. And we were giving a presentation to the, a local police explorer troop. And, uh, and, it, and basically, um, one of the young men, we were right at the height of the Baltimore riots that were going on, and he raised his hand and he said, would it be moral courage if I was standing at a protest line? So mind you, he's a young African-American kid in a police explorer uniform with, a, with 10 policemen standing behind him at the back of the room. And he brings this up in our discussion. And we talked for a half an hour about moral courage and what it took for him to talk about that in that setting. And those kinds of conversations need to be happening in our country. And the Travis Manion Foundation, I feel, is facilitating those kinds of conversations. It's not only facilitating it, it's leading the way. And I think what you're talking about is purpose and service and character and legacy, all huge topics that it seems that the country is hungry for and needs, obviously. For people to find you, they go to travismanion.org. So that's Travis, T-R-A-V-I-S, Manion, M-A-N-I-O-N, dot O-R-G. And it is very important that people know what their their legacy and purpose and and um, character are and and it's marvelous that you're talking about this in so many ways. We would encourage our listeners to go to travismanion.org and contribute in some way, whether it's volunteer or financially, because this work touches all of us in the community as well as the civilian world, including those who have already served but have taken off the uniform. So. Les, would you like to finish up with your final question or comment? Absolutely. I, one of the things that I, I loved about your website was the, the honor fallen heroes part where it, all the stories of American heroes who gave the ultimate sacrifice. That, that to me, is, is another missing piece. Just reading some of those got me inspired. You know, As a you know, retiree, sometimes as you're away from the military in a way, you just forget about these tales or forget about these true American heroes where you wrapped it up very nicely in your website telling those stories. So thanks for that. 
And again, yeah, TravisManion.org. You know, Please go on. You can donate. You're going to be. You're definitely going to be inspired. And, and um, again, the, the the transition workshops are fantastic. The expeditions you guys do are amazing. So uh, again. Please follow the website. I went on and got your newsletter, so please, you have an opportunity to do that for the listeners. They can uh, keep track of you. They can also go um, and get updates from your website as well. Uh, please go ahead. Yeah, and, I, and Les, if I may, just quickly, um, you know, like what you're all t- what you're talking about is legacy. Um, you know, Travis and, and Brendan and Jim's friend will are physically not here any longer, but we are keeping them alive by going out and talking about their stories of, of character and leadership. Um, so they'll always be with us. Um, and, I, and I have that when I do my own presentation, I talk about my dear friend, uh, Dennis Tremaine, who was a firefighter in New York City and who was killed. Um, and I've never felt closer to Dennis than I have than when I'm talking about him to young adults and telling, you know, how he inspired me. And then, um, to go out and make a difference in this community. So those of you who are out there thinking about doing this, I would highly encourage you to come to our next ambassador training that will be January 24th in Baltimore um, and go to our website and hit join the mission. And we'd love to have you involved. You know, we can't thank you enough for telling our listeners about the Travis Mannion Foundation. It is a remarkable group reaching into an area that is needed both in the military and civilian community, engaging and bringing everybody together. Our tagline is everyone serves, and it's true that everyone does serve. So thanks very much to Amy Looney, Dan Meddy, and Ambassador Jim O'Farrell. Thank you for sharing your inspiration and your guidance of what you do at the Travis Mannion Foundation. We are very appreciative of the work that you do and will continue with character, community, and conduct. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in today to Military Network Radio. You can find our show at our website, www.toginet.com forward slash Military Network Radio. Also, www.militarynetworkradio.com and in iTunes under Military Network Radio. Join us next week when we bring you another program to enhance 